let me take these chains off. Let me take this harness off. I'm pouting. It's very much giving Carrie Big energy from like <gasps> season one. Arami Day. Arami Day. You're right. I did not. Carrie would do is like chase after this man like this. Hello, this is the Black Bi Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Weaver, and we're going to talk about and just like that season two. Before we get started though, I am going to introduce you to the co-host for this series. Um today we're going to see Aramide Tinubu, a movie critic, an entertainment journalist. Um, a cheese nibbler and cancer. Hi, Arami Day. Hey, Nicole, and hi, everybody. I'm so excited to talk about this. It's like my favorite ridiculousness. <laughs> it is. It's. It was a lot, but yes, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get through it and dissect. Um, but. I guess to start off, what's your overall feelings about this episode? So at first I was very much not into it. It started off for me very cheesy, but I think about halfway, because I will also preface this by saying I've been rewatching the original series. I'm on season two, like halfway through season two of the original, which I've seen a thousand times. So this just felt like very cheesy to me, but then something Mm -hmm. happens, which we'll get to like halfway through the episode that kind of like recentered it. And I'll be fair because I think when you go into like pilots or you go into a season opener, it's always a little bit like unsettling. You don't quite know what's going on, but they managed to kind of glue it back together uh, by the time that the the episode wrapped. Yeah, yeah. I, jumping back into it, I was so excited. Um, I still, it was like sometimes a little jarring because I think, yeah, we have so much history with Sex in the City that you still kind of expect something. And then watching it, it dropped me back in and was like, oh, yeah, this is not Sex in the City. This is a new thing. And we're still we're still getting to know it and following up on these new and familiar characters. Definitely. So I think we can now start going through beat by beat. Um, we open with to tiny dancer. I <laughs> I was Which is not like, ready. What song is it? like so? The opener is also a montage of all the women like walking into their bedrooms, and, and they this look is lovely. They all look beautiful, but like, girl, why is this the song that was chosen for this? Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily get in a, a seductive mood with Tiny Dancer, <laughs> um, but you know, we're, we we kind of get a vibe. Almost everyone seems to be happy in a relationship except for Dr. Naya. We see Dr. Naya in lingerie. I don't know if you get into lingerie to watch your shows at home alone, Arami Day, but she gets all dressed up. She has her glass of wine. She sits down and she's going through her apps. Weirdly, she stops at Netflix, but you see Max right there. <laughs> It was so. so pointed. I think she actually, I think I saw Makai Fibers. I think she was watching Sofu the movie, but oh. I think that's a very like deep cut. Um, so yeah. I think that's what she was watching. So, and I definitely don't wear lingerie at home. I do have some nicer house dresses as I've gotten into my 30s. Like they're not moo-moos. Like I've gotten a little bit better about that. Um, but am I going to wear lace to sit on my couch? Absolutely not. But good for her. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. Well, through the montage of people getting it on, I can't help. I, I, I'm just going to warn y'all. I'm going to talk about every Che and Miranda scene in depth. <laughs> because I know a lot of people have their feelings, whether they feel like 
Um, they betrayed Miranda's character. They had her kiss a lesbian one time, and she pretty much was like, oh, I'm straight after that. But first of all, y'all, just because you kiss one person and it was not for you does not, like, that's an insane, that's like thinking of one bad kiss you had with a man and being like, men are just not for me. And, like, Che is very different from, like, the little skinny boy cut um, lawyer lesbian we saw when she hooked up. So I'm for it. I don't and like I don't think they labeled Miranda as lesbian or bi or anything. I I feel like um her sexuality right now is just I'm in love with Che and Che is a non-binary person and yeah yeah how do you- I agree I think at first I was very jarred by it and I think like that um sort of kiss that she had with that woman was in the first season of Sex in the City so this is 25 years ago at this point and what's interesting is so you think about the is the first movie or the I think it's the first movie when Steve cheats mm-hmm. and then after that like they haven't had sex in like a decade um so there's something going on there obviously for her to just be like hey like this is my homie for life but you know <laughs> keep your pee that way versus feeling something for someone that like lights you on fire I think Shay is kind of like a ridiculous person but something happens in this episode <laughs> that like softens my spirit towards them a little bit um, I think the writers now kind of understand they didn't necessarily like put Chase's best foot forward so now we're seeing something a little bit different from them which I do appreciate and something there's obviously something that Miranda loves about them and I'm happy I didn't like the way she treated Steve last season but I'm happy she chose herself and I think that's so important because so many women and films in particular just stick it out and then you land in your grave beside somebody that you don't even f with like that like y'all cool but you could have had a whole different life had you stepped out on faith I think yeah I agree I love Steve like definitely it is kind of hard to let go of that but like yeah their relationship was always they were n- almost never really at the same level and it thrived a lot because of Steve's devotion to Miranda, mm-hmm. not necessarily like the other way around. And now we're seeing what it's like when Cynthia actually is devoted to someone. But yeah, <laughs> to get back into the episode, my jaw dropped looking at Che and Miranda in the pool. I thought that was really sexy, especially because you don't see that. I wasn't expecting, like, after last season, how it kind of went down, I just wasn't expecting Miranda to have a good time on this vacation. I thought it was going to, like, kind of implode. She picked up her life, moved to L.A. to be with Che as they start their pilot. So, yeah, I just wasn't expecting that. And, like, it's not perfect. We'll get there. But it was important. It was an important sequence. And I think, and you see also a lot more of Cynthia's, figure throughout this entire um this entire episode which I also think is important because you never really get to see like women of a certain age and it's not like nudity to just be new but I think it's important mm-hmm. like she has a real body she's like a like a person who is of a certain age you just don't see that ever true uh next scene we find out Carrie is officially hooking up with Franklin the podcast producer. Um, I recognized Ivan Hernandez from uh, the last season of Never Have I Ever. So I was pretty happy about that. But this is kind of messy. It's a little messy. As Miranda told her, like, if you fuck somebody you work with, essentially you're going to lose your power. And I don't necessarily think it's that. I just think that, like, you know, Carrie, there's other pains in Manhattan, like, and I get why she wanted this one. He's very fine. Very, very fine. But it's just too close for comfort. Like, I remember she had some struggles even, like, getting the podcast, like, getting into the podcast groove. It just feels a little sticky, especially as someone who, like, has had 30-plus years of dating woes in New York like I think she should not to say that you should know better but there's like other you never you just never get your bread and your meat at the same place like you just shouldn't be doing that 
Agreed. We'll get more into that later. Um, Carrie and Seema are going to the Met Ball, we find out. Um, I was kind of shocked. We know Carrie is a fashion girly. Mm -hmm. We know that. I don't think that just died later on in age, but she seems to not care. (laughs) This is like just another party for her where Seema has that very much like excited this is a once in a lifetime opportunity energy um yeah I feel like I agree but I also think ever since big died she's Carrie's just been very even and I think I'm like not even used to that for her because when you go back and watch those early seasons of Sex and the City she's like a very chaotic individual like very like ridiculous so I think losing big like put her on a different like plane but something also happens where I'm like, girl, like, you know, I appreciated her for not going off. I will say that. And we'll talk about why. But she wasn't moved by this event at all. But I also, looking at this episode, she's not moved by much. If you, like, maybe, like, she's, made, she's cooking now, like, eggs or whatever. As you know, she doesn't cook. She uses her stove for shoe storage. Mm-hmm. So, like, that seems the only thing to kind of, like, tickle her pickle. It's, like, her little cooking yeah yeah it's kind of hard though to get get into it when your main character is like so so blah when she was off the wall in the beginning I would have I kind of would love to see a messier like morning honestly because I feel like that would fit Carrie she she like <laughs> I saw someone on TikTok say like she was shame shameless. Like she <laughs> she wanted. And I think it comes from like a little bit of maturity. And I remember last season she had that um her neighbor downstairs was like kind of at that stage she was at twenty years ago. And I think kind of seeing that was like very shocking to her in some ways. And it also could just be like as someone who's like dealt with like a lot of loss, like grief is kind of very strange. And you kind of mm-hmm. walk around like very normal or like very subdued. And then she might have a chaotic outburst like when she beat big in the head with those flowers. It's what he deserves. Um mm-hmm. during their first wedding day. So it might it might be coming. They could be setting us up for something like that because you're right. Like she's just so like almost flat in a way that she doesn't, yeah. even, she doesn't even care what she's wearing to the Met. It's very crazy. It's wild. Um, Charlotte comes over with Richard Burton. <laughs> I forgot about this dog's he's name. So I love cute. it though. They're walking down the street. I am loving Carrie's a huge hat. I, I'm not thrilled about like the white like long sleeve and everything but loved the hat and they're talking things get a little meta of like okay our main girls aren't together anymore and Charlotte's like well how big is his dick you know I'm being Samantha oh this is what uh Miranda would say and it's like oh why I know it why we can't get Samantha but why is Miranda not part of this like can we get our girl on FaceTime? I think it's interesting because <laughs> it's trying to follow a pattern of friendship, which happens to me like I'm like the only friend left in New York. Thank you, Nicole. For leaving. Um, <laughs> but I do, do think that type of thing happens. And, you know, from someone who, like a technical standpoint, is it very annoying to be doing flip screens and like side screens and all that. I think they did it more smartly with Stanford's character. Like when uh, Carrie's wearing this beautiful robe later on and someone's like, oh, mm-hmm. that robe is like, oh, my friend Stanford gave it, you know, mailed it to me from Japan. That was a more seamless way to incorporate the character. Um, yeah. God rest the actor. Um, but the way that they, like, I just would have rather her just appear to her cameo at the end of the season, which is supposed to happen, versus them trying to, like, overstuff. Because like, we've addressed it. Like, we spent all of the first season mm-hmm. of it like that, like, trying to clobble together what went down between Carrie and some of the, and it, that already just doesn't make sense. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Char- so, because Charlotte was there, she sees Franklin, Carrie makes it clear like this is like kind of a little casual casual thing um next we see Lisa in her closet which I love I love that it's colorful and 
you just get so much out of her character. And then she has her little like work studio. Um, we see her private school kids coming in, asking her to do all these little tidbits. And then her husband is also um, coming in and she seems very, very overwhelmed. Um, he keeps like trying to hit on her though. And yeah, he makes a comment <laughs> to her of like, oh, why do you need to work so hard? I can finance your stuff. And he does this right in front of the daughter. And Lisa's like, I will beat your butt because I have my own education. I can do this. It doesn't seem like her husband gets it mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah. I think it's also interesting because, well, I'm so excited for Nicole Ari Parker. I've watched her for years and I'm glad mm-hmm. she's finally getting the recognition she deserves from like, quote unquote mainstream Mm -hmm. but I think they're setting her up for like a fall of a strong black woman in a way um Mm. because she's juggling so much and her husband just kind of being like like a willfully ignorant man like what is it called that they they talk about how the men just don't do shit because they're worthless or whatever oh like incompetence yes and he's not that bad I won't like give him that but I feel like she's like you know trying to be a mother trying to be a wife like she's a document like so she's doing all these things and I just I'm nervous for her because I feel like LTW's whole thing was like this is a woman Charlotte was in awe of and like was desperate to be her Mm -hmm. friend she's so beautiful and so poisoned she just has it all together and no one ever has it all together like that so I think that as you said if Carrie's gonna be monotone if Miranda's gonna be in Los Angeles if Charlotte is just going to be Charlotte, Charlotte's been consistent since season one. Um, I think it's going to fall on kind of like LTW and Naya, which is so interesting, the black women to kind of be the message of the season, in my opinion. Ooh. <laughs> She's a pretty. <laughs> You've only seen the first episode so far. So we'll yeah, see. I will say it. <sighs> okay, I will say what the vibe that I got from this is that every little problem that was popping up was quickly being solved and it felt almost like a sitcom then than like an HBO drama because it's like where's the conflict in some of these relationships or situations but it does feel at least for Dr. Naya that her issues are going to be a long-term arc which I am excited to see um and I guess it's because like newer characters is like we get to see like their their um new journeys and they get to be flawed but like there's always room for for growth for sure so I hope we get to see more out of like our existing characters obviously don't break them up (laughs) like don't have someone cheat but something there's got to be something I think it's also interesting going back to LCW really quick. Her daughter, she like her daughter comes in while she's like working in her closet mm-hmm. and is trying to do this poem and the daughter keeps getting interrupted. So I wonder if the conflict will kind of go through the Ooh. daughter because she's the only, like she has two older sons and the husband and this baby, like she's not a baby, she's like maybe under 10, is like constantly being interrupted. So I wonder if they're going to do something with that. For sure. Um, more than anything, because Lisa tries to set this example of this, like, but no woman could or should be doing everything. Like, don't ask me where your fucking tie is. Like, put on a contact. Like, (laughs) (laughs) truly. Um, The next scene, Miranda calls Dr. Naya. She's excited. She's being a baby gay. Like, (laughs) like, I don't know how to explain it, but I don't think we see that many, like, baby gays in media and obviously baby gays can be any age um but yeah she's going to be in a sensory deprivation tank which dr and i is like that doesn't sound like you which is it's not like if we think of the original miranda but she's like this is the new me. Um, and she insists that Dr. Naya should go somewhere and, you know, have a meal by herself. And I thought this is such an old school, like, advice. Because I feel like I remember my mom saying, you should be able to go to a restaurant or something, have a book, have a meal. And then it's like the old school fantasy 
that exactly exactly what happens mm-hmm. a hot well put together man hi gonna... gary dordan hey <laughs> <laughs> i was like not this i was like what <laughs> hello hello yeah. if you've ever seen janet jackson's again video this is the man so we talking about go see it mm-hmm. go see it after watching this for sure yeah. um but yeah we're we're not quite there yet but you know, um, that was that was a very interesting scene between them. Once again, we're getting the newer character paired with an original one. Uh, wh- what did you think of of this scene? I actually liked Miranda's advice only because Naya has been with her husband for like twenty years, and he's off. Like you know, they had that whole conflict about having a baby. And like they were struggling with fertility, and he's like, "Oh, I, I want to be- like, sorry, you don't want a baby ever. So like, grow up." Um, and now he's on tour, and so she's just kind of like floundering a little bit. Like she's that's very hard. And I think mm-hmm. Miranda's advice was sound. Like, hey, like you know, all of New York, there's so many places in New York opening and closing all the time. Go to some new places by yourself, make some new memories. I think Miranda getting that damn sensory deprivation was ridiculous. Like, girl, what is this? Like, go get a massage. Because, like, what, it looks so scary, first of all. I'm not even claustrophobic, but I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, please. And then why would she close the lid? I think you can leave. I've heard of these. I think you can leave the lid open. But she, like, gets trapped, and she's so confused. And she has to, like, beat her way out of the damn. It was, it was terrible. It, it looks terrible. It's not relaxing at all. Go get a massage and, like, relax. I loved this. I loved the scene because, like, it kind of did give me um, Sex in the City. Like, mm-hmm. these actors put themselves out there doing s- sometimes scenes naked and and giving us laughs. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a very vulnerable thing for for an actor to do. And her opening it and, like, flopping out the saline's in her eye and she's just like, fuck the new me was so so funny it it doesn't make sense at all but it was literally just there for comedy and I appreciated it I agree I agree (laughs) next we see uh Che uh getting costume fitting um apparently the studio wants them to be in blue bejeweled jacket with a blue stripe and Che's just like absolutely not and we find out that Che's character is being styled after BD, uh, a writer. And BD wants the character to be like a mix of them. Um, BD also is played by non-binary actor Abby McGinney from Work in Progress. Love Work in Progress. If you haven't seen it, watch it. I was very excited about this. <laughs> it looks to me like obviously LA isn't quite what Che expected and it never is because LA is trash but um I could see their trepidation in like you're you you've gotten here finally and now Hollywood is trying to make you be something that you're not mm-hmm. and that's that's very very scary for a creative in particular especially you just work so hard and now you're like kind of being asked to put on a costume yeah it it does um We'll see. We'll see where this goes. Scene. Carrie goes out with Jackie, and we find out that his wife Smoke is making her dress for the Met. I found this unbelievable. Unbelievable that Carrie Bradshaw, who loves fashion, loves different designers, is going to go with someone who is brand new. I don't get what they're doing with the Carrie character. First of all, the podcast is just, I guess, I don't know if the podcast is supposed to be part of any network, but I'm still like, why couldn't the podcast be like part of Vogue? Like that would make sense and stuff. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know who this character is, but it's, it's wild. It's, it's, I guess, admirable. But then I feel like this is also one of those checkboxes that the writers are doing of like, how can we fit in more diversity? Cause we've been so, so criticized in the past and it's like I'm sorry Carrie Carrie I don't know how much of an ally she is but I'm not gonna believe 
<laughs> that she's going to give this black woman a chance for the Met Gala. And that's the thing. Like, I was trying to remember, because I didn't rewatch the first season, but I was trying to remember if we ever heard of Smoke being in fashion or if, like, it'd be different if she had, like, a boutique or something that Carrie had been to. We don't know nothing about Fistrin. And we love black women, but, like, and it was so bizarre. And I also... I feel like Jackie's just a very bizarre character and I don't necessarily enjoy him either because you don't even see like it kind of worked it was like Che Carey and and Jackie on the podcast but now it seems to just be Carrie's podcast like nothing is kind of it just doesn't make any sense and so I like it I'm like oh like let's find like an Asian man and a black woman and like like it doesn't make sense it had been different I think if if he was like oh smoke is gonna help like she's a stylist or or a hairdresser or, or or makeup artist but there's like literally no like I would be embarrassed to wear my fashions in front of Carrie Bradshaw <laughs> let alone make her eat it like yeah hmm. yeah it's it's wild it's a huge leap for us to make but we're making it so next Lisa and Charlotte are doing exactly what Carrie would be doing <laughs> we are getting dressed while people are working on their clothes they're on these like beautiful podiums in front of Anthony. Apparently the Met Gala's theme is veiled beauty. Um and yeah, Anthony is gonna be Charlotte's date. He's so excited. Uh they're so excited. I think it's interesting. Like, this scene wasn't that interesting, but was what was interesting is that in the middle of her fitting Lisa had to run picking her daughter up from school because the mm-hmm. nanny got sick. So I think this is gonna be something um and yeah anthony is like so excited about this but then (laughs) things don't quite pan out how he thinks justice for anthony yes what are we doing here um before we get to that rock and lily tell charlotte when she gets back at home that harry thinks he's gonna be her date to the met gala he walks in he has a top hat and he's like yeah i've never been to prom so this is this is my chance. And for some reason, he really wants to see Rihanna. Does he think he's going to get a threesome with Rihanna? I don't even know why they made this a part of the storyline. It, it gave me very much like middle-aged man with no friends. And like my only friend is my wife. And I don't know how to like be without her. So, and I also was kind of annoyed with Charlotte. Like you've been like, why are you, I get not hurting your husband's feelings. Like I like Harry a lot. Mm-hmm. So, like, be like, oh, no, I told Anthony. Like, why didn't she just say that? It, it gave me very much old school Charlotte. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, just tell him that he, he's not going. Like, he doesn't, even, he doesn't even know anything about the Met Gala. Like, what are you talking about? Take him to, like, I don't know, the aquarium or something. And let him wear his top hat. Totally. <laughs> like a ridiculous, like, storyline, in my opinion. Like, why? And that's, it- that's what was giving sitcom. This mm-hmm. is a sitcom storyline. Mm-hmm. Flat out. <laughs> because like what like it's just like like why would you no like if you're not coming like it's like I'm not taking my man with me to Beyonce concert like just go sit down go sit down eat some Fritos absolutely uh the next clip we see Carrie in the studio um someone calls in of like I have a casual relationship but how do I know if it's going to become romantic and Carrie says once the man breaks out of that cycle of what you're doing, you know he's going to want more. And Franklin looks like he has a little idea in his head. Mm-hmm. Um, he invites her to a rooftop party on Tuesday. Yeah, because the May Gala is Monday. It's the first Monday in May. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, sure. So did you know then that she wasn't feeling it? I kind of, I didn't, I couldn't really tell. I just this is such a different carry than mm. what I'm used to, especially like jumping back from like 1999, 2000 to yeah. 2023 uh, carry, excuse me. Cause I even thought her advice was like very sound and not like ridiculous. Like yeah. it normally would be. Um, I didn't, I think she was just processing and I do, I have been there where you like immediately react just to be polite. Cause there's nothing wrong with me. He's very fine and just like yeah. nice, but it was kind of, it, I think it took her off guard. I think, going back to Miranda's advice, like, don't be, you know, hunching down to where you work at with people you work with. So, you know what also probably took off guard? That he did this right after work. Yes. Like, he didn't call her. He didn't send her. Like, send me a text message so I can, 
be a little bit removed from the situation. But I think that's why this whole situation is ridiculous. The whole thing. But anyways, later we see Che in bed waiting for Miranda. Okay, first of all, Che's posted up like this. And I looked closely and I'm like, Che's not tied up. Che's just having their arms on the headboard as if they are. So I'm like, okay. And um, Miranda makes a joke. Is this like a cat toy or a strap on? And like, here's, here's my thing. I was a little confused. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, was, I was also confused of like, is, is this? But it is. Um, full harnesses are a thing um, for that. And I don't know why Che, as the seasoned gay in the situation, is not up and helping her. Like, I, this is the inner, so I was very confused as well. Um, I was like, oh, like, this isn't how I thought this was going to go. But again, it's like this ridiculous harness that Miranda's like trying to struggle put one foot in and it's just a hot mess mm-hmm. but it goes back like Che very much gave me like season one Che energy sorry they are very much like just like unbothered like they don't they don't care about Miranda like I just feel like they always gave that energy not that they didn't care but they could take Miranda they're oblivious yeah and it just it's so it was so cringe the first season to watch Miranda like run after them which still happens in this episode. And, and so it just very much gave me like, oh, like we're still here. Like this is extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. So, well, and like, okay. So when it comes to this kind of harness, it like, obviously there's harnesses that just go around the waist. It doesn't have to be a full body situation, but the full body situation is more like part of the leather culture. Mm-hmm. And that's like more of a whole kink thing. So I'm like, oh, Okay, are they leather gays? But Che is not in leather, so they were like reading their script while like it wasn't even no, that's later. That's later. Oh, okay. Again, Che is posted oh, like up this. like this on the bed. <laughs> yeah. Maybe but, they forgot um, to impose that like CGI. I don't know. I don't know. Oh that's that's a good theory. But I think it was um, a finished episode. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean Sometimes the headboard is nice and handy for like yeah situations. So maybe it's like, oh, I'm not gonna go full out, but <laughs> here is me pretending. And it was so interesting. Like this whole episode, we we're basically definitely told Che's a bottom. <laughs> it's so like that's what threw me, threw me off completely, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe yeah. there was a switch. I don't know. Like, you never know. Maybe. But it very it much gave, like, I was so confused. And I was like, <laughs> yes, but it definitely gave everything. Yeah. So, okay. This all gets interrupted because Carrie calls Che, not Miranda, her friend of how many years? It's like 30 years. She. She calls Che, and the reasoning is, oh, like, tell me a little bit more about Franklin. Like, like, I don't know what Carrie was trying to get out of this, but it kind of angered me a little that once again we're seeing the original characters separated. Even though Miranda's right there, this is about Carrie and Che, and now Carrie's just putting out her business in this workplace. I think she knew what Miranda was going to say because it's exactly what Charlotte, her and Charlotte acted out, mm-hmm. which is why she didn't. But she mm-hmm. also knew how she felt about Franklin. Yeah. And she had already been working on this podcast with Franklin for months and months, knew who he was, seemed like a nice guy, but she just wasn't feeling him. She knew that. So there was no reason, like, it wasn't like she was, like, asking Che about him before she fucked him. This is like, <laughs> like... Like it's what is this late. for? Yeah, it was it was bizarre. Like it made no sense, and I'm like, I couldn't remember if Che and Carrie. Like I, I feel like they had like, a decent rapport, but mm-hmm. like I would have just called my best friend. Yeah, like this is not a Samantha replacement. Like I don't. No, Seema feels if anything yes. the most. Yeah, Seema is my favorite. She very much gives. Yes. She's who I want to be. Love her. Her, her storyline in this. Yeah. Um. Okay, so what 
one big takeaway we get is that Che's like, well, some relationships are just casual and sex. And you can see, like, Miranda's lady boner get deflated immediately. (laughs) She said, let me take these chains off. Let me take this harness off. I'm pouting. It's very much giving Carrie Big energy from, like, season (gasps) one. Arami Day. (gasps) Arami Day. You're right. I did not. because that's all carrie would do is like chase after this man like the second season so their first time they broke up was because carrie like big refused to tell carrie that he loved her the second time this motherfucker gonna tell her excuse my language he was going to France down to a business trip. Okay, yes. boo, I'm going to see you in a week. And then he's going to tell her, oh, I'm moving to France. Yes. And she threw a fish fillet at him, and it's what he deserved. Yeah, and he said, don't move because of me. For when me. she was about to follow him, Miranda Miranda really packed her bags and was like, I'm following like, you. She packed her bags and her puss and her harness, apparently, and, and booted it to the West Coast. Yo. But it, it's really, it, that's why it's so jarring, I think, because we've never seen Miranda do this ever mm-hmm. like ever I think she referenced in the first season some guy she was in love with and saw him on the street of sex in the city we've never seen her in this and I get it we all go through these stages but it's very jarring especially it for is. someone who's not being reciprocal to you yeah. in some ways yeah. the, the writers really want it both ways mm-hmm. with Che's character which we can get into later but that was that was a biggie for me mm-hmm. <laughs> was deeply invested mm-hmm. in the storyline <laughs> um, so Miranda's like hey how about we go to your um, go to your set and then afterwards we get dinner and she's like um, that's work like let's let's not but we'll go out tomorrow and it's like okay that's that's fishy and weird uh the next scene is that Seema's with her snoker smoker man Zed he like stay smoking mm-hmm. oh he is yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> gonna smell like a pack of cigarettes but fine though um he offers her to meet his son for the first time he's gonna be in town for one day happens to be the same day as the Met um so Seema later tells Anthony, Carrie, and Charlotte, like, what do I do? I'm trying to go to this Met Ball. And in my in my point of view, I'm like, you ain't trying to be anyone's stepmama. <laughs> Don't meet that man. That's what I was like. I was even confused because, again, what we know about Seema is like, this is not a dilemma for her. Like, she can't meet him for coffee when he lands. Like, like in the morning and going by her day like why does it need to be this whole thing this man didn't offer her a ring a castle or a lifetime i'll see you i'll i'll the man the little boy he's 30 years old i'll see him when he get back to me it was so strange Very like strange. this is the first time you ever get invited to the man i wouldn't need my sister and i love her <laughs> <laughs> like Shout it just looks like a, such a strange like it wasn't even a dilemma like if you're gonna give someone a dilemma give them a real dilemma like oh I have the opportunity to like sell you know Anna went to a new thing or go to the med whatever it is but this wasn't a for real thing in my opinion yeah especially because it's been three weeks since season one ended so you've known this man for she met him at the end of season one so she's Mm -hmm. known him what a month I don't know I don't know how long it's been but it's been three weeks it's been three weeks since season one and season two yeah okay yeah that's that's ridiculous but Seema, for some reason, decides that she's not going to the Met anymore. Um, so now Carrie is open for a date. And then Charlotte tells Anthony, hey, I got I to gotta be there for my husband so you can't come. And then Carrie's like, you can come with me. And Anthony kind of acted stank of like, ew, I have to go with Carrie. <laughs> I don't think they know what to do with Anthony's character either, like, without Stanford. Because Stanford was, like, the OG. Like, he's been there since the first season. I think Anthony, Anthony hasn't come in even yet, where I am in season two. So they don't really know what to do with his character. Like, even their breakup, and I knew, I know the actor was dying, so they have mm. to, like, figure it out. Um, but they don't know what to do 
with him at all. Like I loved his bakery last season, mm-hmm. but like put him back in the bakery or something. He's just you can't just shuffle him around like a purse. Like it's weird. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo. I agree. This was this was ridiculous. But yeah, I love Anthony. Keep keep trying to work it out. Keep trying to figure it out. Cause I remember Anthony had a hookup last season. So I'm ready. I'm ready to see Anthony's love life if we have any room. We have a lot of characters. Yeah. A lot of characters. For so 45 minutes. Yeah. It's a hard, hard juggling act, but you know. So yeah. And also Carrie admits she doesn't want to go out with Franklin. She wants to keep it to sex, the food network. And yeah. Which is fair. I mean, she's, you know, Big's only been gone a year, I think. Um, and she's just like getting her feet wet back into it. And again, it can be very messy. He's her producer on her podcast. So (sighs) very true. Um, next scene, Dr. Naya eats alone at the bar, and all of a sudden, CSI's green eyed. Gary Durden walks up. He says, my name is Tucson. <laughs> he said, yes, it is. <laughs> and so did I. <laughs> He's like, you trying you trying to have this molten cake? And she was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, she's like, ugh, my ring. And it's just like, girl, you weren't worried about that a second ago. I'm... I think for her, and I think maybe I wasn't clear on how it ended. I know they had that whole blow up, but I just thought that her husband was so insensitive because it wasn't like she wasn't trying to have a baby. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't conceive. And they were they had the whole plot of they didn't want kids for years. Then they tried to have kids. But, you know, in your 40s, it's just a lot more challenging. Yes. And now you want to be off on tour. So let us ask me off on tour. And I think what they didn't do well was, like, establish where uh, what what they're are they an open relationship are they separated so it's like she's trying to uphold something and he's not even really picking up the phone for her or something like she's steady trying to call him throughout the episode and he's not really answering her yeah um yeah so fuck him yeah in my opinion but i that's the cancer in me that jumped out (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's fair I do think we're going to see Tucson later in the yeah. You wouldn't bring Gary in to not be here. No. So it should be very interesting. Um, Next, we see Che on stage at the comedy store. We do not get a full set. Very smart. We get a very tail end of the joke. I think the candor sounded like a real stand-up comedian. It's an easy little um, joke about L.A., so if they continue doing the comedy scenes like this, I'm gonna be happy. Mm-hmm. Last <laughs> last season was way too much. Like, oh my god, that was. I, and I'm also someone like, sorry, like, like, um, but <laughs> so it just was not my tea. Like, I came for the fashions and the drama. Yeah, for real. I honestly forgot Che was a comedian. Like, I <laughs> I blocked that out, and I was like, oh, yeah, Chase an actor and is going to L.A. for his big job. So it was kind of jarring <laughs> seeing Chase on the stage again. But like I said, I think it went well. Um, so, yeah, at the end, Miranda pops up. She hugs Chase from behind, and Chase is just like, immediately, no, I'm at work. And at first, I thought, I was like, oh, Che, Che might, you know, some comedians have an onstage persona, and that persona is also, like, got to be a little single. So, I was like, maybe that's what's happening? Or maybe it really, I don't know. I don't know. I hated it. It very much gave Big and Carrie season one. Um, <sighs> and for me, and we'll talk about what actually is going on also, it was so strange because the night before, Miranda said, oh, like, I'll just come to your show. And Che told her no, basically. And so it was on one end, I get like, Miranda didn't respect their boundaries in mm-hmm. a way. But mm-hmm. I also think that if you're in a relationship with someone or building something with someone, whatever it is that they're doing, it was just such a thank reaction. And a Rami day uh, would have been down to LAX uh, mm-hmm. on Miss Delta back to, like, I don't. Yeah. 
you don't need to be a bother to anybody because you can say like oh hey boo like blah 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 and then be like hey like I'm, I'm not comfortable with you seeing my thing later it was just Che's reaction I didn't care for yeah. and in my golden um Dorothy and Sophia years like I'm not about to be talked to like that so yeah I, yeah. Just, I didn't like it it very much no. gave big energy very much withholding um rude yep it was so I, I was a little hurt I was like oh I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna be okay if they break up like I'm just not <laughs> and I know I know it probably has to at some point but I'm not gonna be okay um the next scene Dr. Naya which this actor is acting because like acting drunk is a fine line mm-hmm. and my like I heard the trick to acting drunk is acting like a drunk doesn't want to appear to be drunk. Mm-hmm. I heard <laughs> most of them just spin themselves like in a circle several times and then try to act because you do feel like a little nauseous. Yeah, yeah. When you do that, but she was like, once again in her lingerie. This is when you wear your lingerie at home. And Doctor Naya was still hot from from meeting Tucson. I'm sure. So she's just like. Get on FaceTime. I'm trying to show you something. And he was After just he like, declines her call. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, stop, stop when she's about to make it down south. And he's like, I have someone here. She said, who? He makes a quick, a quick turn. We see the way that this, this girl, this white girl was dressed. It's like when you look up Coachella outfit <laughs> was a like who's wearing a hat in a hotel room at 9 p.m exactly it's it's real try hard but apparently she's Heidi and um Heidi needs help writing her songs and Dr. Nia was like I almost wrote a song with a green-eyed tall man at the bar so what are we doing like the scene was just absurd like any Reg, not regular man, but most men would have just like shuffled, like, oh, babe, like, mm, like a lie, like at least lie. I don't know, I don't know, I just didn't like it. I didn't like seeing Heidi, I like his little flippant attitude. I would have been trying to find Tucson because he had me effed up all the way. Oh, um, way. and both it's both of their fault for not having clear mm-hmm. like boundaries. Like, I'm just in New York, like pining after my husband, it's very bizarre. Like, mm-hmm. maybe they need some real time apart. So, then what are the boundaries? What are the levels? But don't be sitting up here ignoring my FaceTime call and showing me white women in your hotel room because then I'm gonna have to act ugly. Yeah, 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 that was wild, so wild. Next, Smoke and Jackie shows up at Carrie's place. Apparently, all the seamstresses have a stomach flu and could not finish the actual dress, but they finished a cape. Um, yeah, but Smoke says she got it. She got it. So I, and like we see Carrie basically waiting around in her apartment for this to be done, but realistically, she would be in hair and makeup all day. Like, None of it made sense. It didn't even make sense because you could go to any uh, dry cleaner in New York. There's, I live in Harlem, there's 300 of them on my block. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like ask them to sew you in. It would have been more realistic if she like gave her something that fit that she hated or something like that. But then yeah. Carrie had this like, I, I was like cringing because I thought she was going to flip out, which kind of was like, like, first of all, why are we fitting on the day of the Met Gala? Like, why is that the final fitting? But also, like, it was just so uncary, this whole scenario of her, like, are you done yet? And then this poor Black girl, like, trying to sew. So she's a designer, but she can't really sew it, dress up. The dress looks she, ridiculous. She it looks like cutting out paper. her man, too. Like, also, like, why is he here? Like, she didn't have an assistant, a homegirl she went to sewing class with. Yeah. The whole thing was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Absolutely. It, it just would have been different if she, like, curious, like, I don't like this. Like, that, it, it, do, do that. Yeah. <sighs> Later, Che is practicing lines in bed. Uh, Miranda tries to cuddle. Che basically snaps and is like, no, no. Um, finally, Miranda's like, what is going on? Che's like, I got something to tell you. And I'm like, here it is. Here it is. Whatever it is. And, like, it's that Che was told to go on a diet and basically lose weight for this 
this show so they're self-conscious. And, like, I don't like how these writers are playing with my feelings. (laughs) What you mean I'm not able to touch you because you're on a diet? What you mean you're acting funny because you're on a diet? Which, wouldn't Miranda Miranda know that because she is up Che's booty every day? You're telling me she's not doing any food runs for Che? I think that what they're trying to talk about is body image and fat phobia. It was the way they went into it because yeah. I did end up feeling very sympathetic as someone who also has struggled with body image Same. for Che, but that didn't excuse their treatment of Miranda. It also was just like the way that it came out just didn't make any sense. Like I get it, but it wasn't even like we got an inkling of that. What that that's what was going on when they were in their fitting like we just thought they didn't want to look like a a blue uh smurf i did love sarah ramirez's acting in this scene though it was it was a different choice i think because when che was turning away we're seeing them to the camera and like miranda's behind i'm like okay this kind of staging is usually when like we see a character kind of lying Mm -hmm. and I was like anticipating that, but no, I think it was just a stillness of like really like processing and like sadness. And it came through um, at the end. So just, just a shout out to, to that Tony winner right there. Um, Next Carrie tells Franklin that she changed her mind as she's allowed to about their date. And she admits she wants to keep it casual. He seems perfectly fine with Cliff. So where is the conflict? What was this fault? I don't know. We know Aiden is coming, which is a choice. Uh, it's a choice. Um, again, this could have just been her producer that she was fucking. Like, we didn't need to do all these hoops and valleys. There was no drama. It could have he been just seemed like He seemed unbothered. Like, this is the man who got on his laptop after he boned you to watch a cooking video. Yeah. It gave casual. It's been giving casual. Yeah. And they try to make it into much more than it was, to be honest. Kind of ridiculous. But, you know. Seema and Zed um, go out to dinner. Um, of course, Zed walks away. And Seema asks the ex-wife when the last time you saw him. And she's like, at the house. We we live together. And Seema, I respect this. This is place. why she is the baddest bitch. This is why she is this version of Samantha. She was like, don't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> Let me pick up my stuff and take my booty to the Met. Because what you mean, y'all live together. And I'm just now finding this out. And then he sees her on the way out. She's about to get that taxi seat. She told that man, don't you wait. Don't you wait. I'm getting in there. He's like, what's going on? And then this is very, and it's so interesting because I think, is he in um, Emily in Paris? I don't watch that show. But this is very Emily in Paris thing because we do find like, oh, it's so French. Like the Europeans, they'd be living together after the divorce, but they're like, we're so rich though. I'm on one floor and I'm on the other. So that's why he throws at her at the end. You're such an American. And she's like, yeah, what about so, it? And I'm going to the man again. Like my thing is just like, if you didn't feel no way about it, why not just mention it? You had her looking yeah. crazy. At this brunch, which you could have been getting her nails polished and getting ready for the Met Gala. And I think that just, it was just like, you had her all the way fucked up. And that's what I love about her. She's never compromised. She's never, like, she's never been married because she's not going to deal with this book. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, you've already turned down the Met Gala to go, like, have mimosas? No. No. And no. I'm so glad because I feel like any other character would have, like, him and Hod and, like, like, Carrie would have, like, made this. She would have, like, pooped on herself and, like, made it into a whole debacle. And it didn't need to be, like, like at this, and I shouldn't say this age, but, like, if you know yourself well enough, like, why are you dealing with it? Get up. Get, like, if you don't like it, get up. Literally. And leave. Stand up. And leave. Love it. Love it. I would like to get there one day. Um, so, later, I'm going to skip... Rock and Lily, they're helping out with Charlotte with the corset. I don't think there's really much here to say. Um, Lisa is stressed, y'all, still. 
and she is in her underwear. She's still looking at work last minute. Ramide, I feel like your your workaholic self would be in this predicament exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, her husband is like, let me let me sex you up for eight minutes. They get out. She realizes she forgot to get the ride share. Um, the reason that they give that she has to walk 10 blocks is ridiculous, saying this doesn't fit in a taxi. Girl, you could take that off and put it right in the passenger seat. But okay. I like the shot we get, though. It's a good... Just, we're doing a lot to get there. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful shot, but also it's like, again, Lisa, are these things that you're putting on yourself? Like, you don't have an assistant? You can't tell your man to, like, because they needed a sprinter. Like, that was the whole thing. They needed a sprinter to yeah. start outfits to fit. Um, and it wasn't going to fit. Like, this is New York. Like, yeah. obviously, it's Met Gala. They don't live far from the Met Gala. So, yes, things are congested. It might have been actually easier for her to just walk. But, again... I'm trying to figure out if if this like independence that she has is like self-inflicted, which I can do that to myself, or is it something like her husband just like willfully incompetent? Like I don't yeah. like why are you the one having to remember everything? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Now something has just popped in my head. Um, some celebrity couples have been in the public talking about how they share finances or split finances. Do we think that's what's also happening here? You know, because like maybe, but I think if we're talking about like specifically that that couple that that talks about splitting finances, they split finances because the male counterpart mm-hmm. told the woman counterpart, mm-hmm. "This is my house." So she, you ain't got to worry about me, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Is where her, her reaction to that was. Mm-hmm. And I think like as someone who's been very in charge of their career and everything, I never want to like feel like I can't do for myself or I can't contribute or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. but if my husband is offering me a penny and a coin like just like Carisha say pay up pay up yeah 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 I I'm just thinking of like bringing up the assistant and everything it's like yeah why doesn't she have an assistant mm-hmm. my next thought is well she's in documentaries that's not known for like making a lot of money Mm -hmm. and maybe she's like I don't have it personally and I don't want to put it on my husband's dime which is wild I think that's crazy especially because she mentions a nanny but I don't remember seeing her with a nanny first season and she's literally doing all this and like almost flawlessly like the Mm -hmm. opening of her this season is her talking to her babies like getting everyone together so like pay me yeah what does uh yes Madison say (laughs) <laughs> it's like my favorite meme of all time which is like um, so yeah that could be interesting if they're talking about like that whole 50-50 dynamic like what does it mean for black women to like be feel like they have to be hyper independent even with a husband mm-hmm. um, what does it mean to co- completely rely as Carrie like pretty much completely rely maybe not later but Big definitely was the money maker here absolutely um I don't think Charlotte has worked in 20 years. Uh-huh. So, you know, what does that mean? And, and for Black women, like, Naya works. Uh, Seema works. So she ain't got no, no steady man like that. So it, it, I think it's interesting if they do it properly. And I'm hoping they, they will, because I know Samantha Irby is one of the writers, and I love yeah, same. Um, Shout out to Samantha Irving. So it could, if they do it right, it could be a very real conversation. Mm-hmm. But it's also interesting because you also see so many women, like when things end, they get like nothing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It should be interesting. Um, the husband said, "This is crazy." I. It was a very Sex and the City line to be like, "It's not crazy. It's Valentino." <laughs> And she's walking down, but something, something she said was very interesting because she was like, you, he was like framing it of having that like quickie as it being for her. But she said it was really for you, Mm -hmm. like usual. And it was like, she said she came, which I thought was important, 
but he had been not hounding her, but he like the we saw them like in two mornings. He was like, I miss you this morning and like the last morning too, even though we had seen them having sex yeah. during the intro. Yeah. So it's, again, it's kind of like, well, like, are you listening to the baby rehab poem? Like, do you know the boy lacrosse stick is? You yes. were asking me and it's to hang in your clothes. I could have slapped him. Uh-huh. And so I think his reaction is like, baby, I could just give you the money, but that's not and the same thing with this couple, the celebrity couple, that's not how she receives love. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I, I'm gonna take you're gonna pay my bills if I was in that position, <laughs> but everyone yeah. doesn't receive love like that, and you have to respect that. Yes, yes, yes. So um apparently Harry is like, wait, no Rihanna, then what am I doing this for? And like wants to I guess last minute quit and then Charlotte being the bad friend she is <laughs> wants to call up her gay best friend who's watching the live feed of like the carpet getting set up and was like, Hey, you wanna come over? And he just says, Yes. Um Because that's this- after Seema tells Carrie she's coming back. So like Carrie like yeah. booted Anthony out of her plus one again. So next it's ridiculous and I think but also Charlotte why you ain't tell this man he wasn't coming to the Gala he looked a fool he looked like the damn Monopoly man he did he did um all right wrapping up Seema looks gorgeous something Seema loves an earth tone Seema loves loves a nice gold and chilling it um lastly smoke is like you can't go out in this dress it's gonna ruin me can you have anything anything and did you guess how this was going to conclude i did and i think it's because we saw a little bit of uh carrie's that infamous wedding dress when she beats uh big down in the street in the first sex in the city movie and she does wear this beautiful jewel cape that smoke Mm -hmm. created for her but what I was hoping for was, like, why did we have this weird lingering in Carrie's apartment for six hours when they could have just been shopping in her closet? Like, we know the fact, like, Carrie is a fashion girl. Like, a fashion girl. Like, the girls that I follow in New York, they do fashion. It's because of Carrie. Like, we mm-hmm. know she has one of those, like, fashion, but she can wear fucking anything. Any like this should have not been an afterthought, and it was so strange to see her, even in this like more like mature age, to just be like, oh, it's all right, smoke, and like watch this poor woman like sew together this monstrosity that looks like she got, that she got from Party City. It it was ridiculous, so ridiculous. So it didn't. There was just other ways we could have done this and not make this black woman look. Because first of all, I don't know any black women who finally get a break in their career and, and let it flop. Because how long do we work to get breaks like this? Mm-hmm. There's no way this woman would have like shown up to Carrie's apartment with an unfinished garment. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Been she could have even shown up late, but the shit should have been masterful and finished. Yeah. It, doesn't, it didn't give. It didn't give black women. It's not, not none that I, I personally know of. Yeah. Oh no, there's so many questions left. But we're at the end of the episode. We end with Carrie walking down the street with the wedding dress. The Jimmy Westwood, I think, yeah. Okay, yes. And that peacock, peacock feather. (laughs) But all right, so so you're predicting that the black women are gonna gonna have a rough of it I think so because they, they have the most room to stretch I think Charlotte like despite like her like coming of age with rock last season Charlotte's the same woman you meet in 1998 like she's ridiculous yeah. like she gets her happy ending with Harry like she's mm-hmm. still, she literally looks like like she's in the 1950s she wears these gorgeous dresses it's just ridiculous yeah. Um, Carrie doesn't seem to be alive, it, it, which is fair yeah. because grief is really shitty and really hard. Yeah, and Miranda, I don't know if she's going to be like. I hope they don't give Che like an eating disorder or something. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen mm-hmm. there, but mm-hmm. that makes me a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if we'll ever see Steve again. We have to. We have to. 
But I also don't see Aiden come, like that, none of this makes sense. I don't understand how they're gonna work in Aiden because she fucked with this man bad. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine she's gonna buy more furniture. I don't know. <laughs> like I, that's that's all I can see. Um, for me, I mean, there's gonna there's gonna be a rocky road ahead. I know with Che and Miranda, there has to. There has to, but I'm not prepared for it. I will crumble. Um, I want them to break up. So please keep watching to watch me crumble and I guess a Romney celebrate then. No, it's just because I don't like seeing Miranda like that. That's my G. Like, she just seems, but she gives, like, is it first season or second? No, she literally gives whatever she third season Carrie when she was fucking big when he was married to Natasha. That's what it's giving. <sighs> Um, I don't agree. <laughs> I might see the dynamic, the the carry big dynamic there, but if Che was married, I don't I don't know if Miranda would move forward with that. So that, but we'll just see. <laughs> I just feel like Miranda's doing too much work. All right, guys. Um, catch us after. Our recaps are going to come up after the new episodes on the West Coast because I am going to try very much to respect no spoilers. Um, And yeah, this is the Black Bi reality podcast for Bi Black Baddies and those who love us. Give me a follow at A Word with a Rami Day, either on Instagram or the Twitter. Yes, get that good entertainment coverage and like, Arami Day is doing amazing celebrity interviews all the time. So, welcome. All right. Bye.